All right, hello, Idiots on Parade, the two ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jay. Wait a second. You're not Jake. You're Jeff, Jeff Oske. Hi. Hello. Ladies and gentlemen, and as uh, if you are uh, regular listeners, you will know that Jake is getting married today. In a few hours, I will be attending Jake's wedding. And since uh, that's happening, we figured it was best not to try and uh, shoehorn in a podcast that would be rushed and uh, done poorly. So asked my good friend Jeff to co-host today. Jeff, uh, do you have anything you want to whore up front? A jeffoske.com website or anything? No. <laughs> no. No, we... All right, so you can just hear I have Jeff. A Twitter with my name and an Instagram with my name and a Facebook with my name. I think that's three too many things. There you go. You can hear him on uh, Bob and Tom where he does the what's it called? Overlooked news or ignored news or it's failed to mention news. That's the so I had the premise right. I just got the title wrong. Failed yeah. to mention. Well, yeah. you seek out small stories. Uh, on this one, we make fun of all the big stories. I like um, it. And before we get started, a quick uh, say that uh, may you might be hearing us on Chicago's comedy scene radio. We are played twice on Tuesdays, 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. And uh, if you're not listening to us there, then we appreciate where you are listening to us. Um, And one final thing that we don't have to talk about, but I just wanted to do a follow up from last week's episode. Jake and I talked about the Norwegian handball team who got fined for wearing uh, shorts instead of bikinis and our, our topic of conversation was really it's 2021 and the governing body's going to after me too and everything step in and say, no, you must wear bikinis. thought it was really neat that pink, uh, the singer stepped forward and said, keep wearing your shorts. I'll pay all your fines. Yeah. If they get mad at you, the, the governing body. But uh, so there you go. That was just a follow up to last week. I, uh, I was very, um, I'm a big fan of pink. Yeah. Like, like not necessarily like, like she's a hell of a singer. I would she is. like like vocally, I'm a big fan. Like I wouldn't say I own any pink. You know what I mean? But yeah. I I've watched I, I think a behind the music, you know, like when you end up in a hotel room in the middle of Iowa and uh it's Saturday afternoon, you're just flipping through and it's like, oh, uh, behind the music, pink. And uh Man, that girl has been working her ass off since like grade school. Like she performed in every play. She was in chorus. She was in choir. She, you know, she was in anything she could sing in. She was doing that and taking voice lessons and worked her ass off the her entire life, like singing. So I have mad respect for her. And if I remember correctly, I have not seen her behind the music, but I do remember reading this in the early aughts um, when she started to come onto the scene. She was uh, told either that she wouldn't make it because she wasn't like Britney or Christina, who were big at the time, or they told her to be more like Christy, uh, <clears throat> Christina and Britney. And she just sort of said, uh, I can't do that. I just, I, I gotta be me. I gotta be free and leaned into what she was and it worked for her. So I, I thought that was yeah. a pretty neat story. Yeah. And then, you know, I mean, honestly, the fine was like $1,600. It's not like, you know, it set pink back in a, right. but at the same time, I could not, I could not, actually there's a, uh, there's a meme, like my mom's friends are passing around on Facebook. Like I'm friends with my parents' friends on Facebook, which is sure. weird. And uh, 
there's a meme going around with uh two two guys and like bikini briefs playing they're like playing sand ball yeah 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 you know it's like let's do if you want to do this let's let's make it equal like parody yes yeah, yeah. And, but, um what you just said yeah it was it was less than two thousand dollars but i am gonna go out on a limb um i have not done any research so this is just pure speculation i'm gonna say that the norwegian women's handball team isn't as well paid as say your average nba player in america so two thousand might you know it's gonna hurt so right. the fact that pink is just stepping forward and saying keep racking up the fines and i'll keep paying them even if it is less than 2000 it's a solid move and i appreciated it no i i agree i'm being a jerk no you're I, not i thought it was funny because it it it's it's true it's it's nothing for but, her so but and no think, one else stepped up no one else said good for you girls you pay that fine and keep going no pink stepped up and said i'll pay the fine you keep going well it, but then there wasn't a fine when was it the russian women's gymnastics all wore pants hmm. uh did not because, see that. uh yeah they all wore pants because they believed uh trying to speak about the over sexualization of the sport and that it doesn't matter what they're wearing um and i don't believe they got fined so maybe, maybe it was the blowback from seeing the horrible pr that the uh <laughs> other governing body because as as the as i said the point of last week's podcast was it's 2021 really they thought it was a good idea to say oh you wore shorts how dare you get those bikini bottoms on no one in the meeting said maybe this is a bad idea and we're gonna the, the rest of the world is gonna realize how stupid an idea that is to force women to wear bikini bottoms especially considering the meme you said that's going around that men's uh the same sport they they wear shorts or what they want right it's crazy. So, all right. Well, let, let's stay on the topic of the Olympics because uh, Simone Biles was in the news all week, unfortunately, because I don't think she wanted any of the attention she got. Um, <laughs> I'm going to do an impersonation for you, uh, Mr. Jeff. I don't do these often. In fact, I never do them. So it's probably going to be bad. But this is an impersonation of me. Uh, I'm going to do two impersonations. One is me reacting to Simone Biles winning a gold medal. Ready? Okay. Oh, good for her. She works hard. I'm good. Good for her. Okay. Here's my reaction to Simone Biles dropping out of the Olympics. <clears throat> oh, that's too bad. I hope she's okay. And that's it. So anybody that's doing anything other than that, if anybody's, and I'm saying both extremes, if anybody's going, oh my God, she's such a hero. She's so brave for dropping out. Okay. You have no life. And if you're going, how dare her drop out? She left her team high and dry. Fuck you. You have no life. I mean, I was going to ask you if we were allowed to cuss and that. that just, yeah, go right ahead. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm exact. I'm exactly with you. It's like, I just, uh, I don't know. I watched that documentary about uh, Larry Nasser yeah. and the USA Gymnastics. And the fact that girl even does gymnastics. Yes. Like the fact she has any association with USA Gymnastics or anything USA related or gymnastics related is beyond 
comprehension for me, let alone, you know, the fact that she still tries to represent like our country. Like it's crazy to me the shit that went down and the fact that like it's not a huger deal. Um, but on the fact of like her dropping out of the Olympics, like who gives a shit? Like well, the post I made on Facebook, because that's where you let your opinions be known or Twitter, was that okay. Um, depending on how you feel, either you're, oh my God, she's the world's biggest hero or she's, you know, uh, the next coming of Hitler for dropping out. How does that change your life? When you go fill up your car at the gas station, how does Simone Biles dropping out of the Olympics change the price you're paying? When you go to the grocery store to buy food for your family, how does her action affect you? It doesn't. So shut the fuck up. Just be quietly supportive. Or you can even be quietly angry if you have to be because you're a horrible person. But in reality, you know, she's living her life. And I agree with you absolutely 100%. She, in my opinion, had every right to twin middle fingers into the air to the U.S. Olympic Committee and team. And like after the Larry Nassar bullshit, she absolutely could have, should have walked away like, fuck you guys. And I know this was big a couple of weeks ago, but how about the hypocrisy of, Oh, this doctor molested girls and women for years and years and years. Um, We didn't really do anything. Oh, but this runner smoked pot once after her mom died. Let's kick her out. I mean, the the disparity of of action there is insane by that uh, governing body, by the Olympic Committee. I, I mean, I don't know. It's all it's all crooked. Right. Well, it has been for years. I mean, I think Los Angeles 2028, I'm not positive, but I think Los Angeles 2028 is the first city that stood up to the Olympic Committee and said, yes, we want the Olympics. However, we are not investing billions of dollars to build all new infrastructure that will then go to waste like every city in the past where you know, you've know right. you seen the pictures of these ghost towns we have stadiums, we have swimming pools. We are going to use these. We're not going to build new Olympic swimming pools. Fuck you. We have swimming pool and the Olympic. I think that's the way going forward is why invest billions of dollars in a swimming structure that you're only going to use for the Olympics. And then we'll turn to dust if you already have it. Right. But for years, the committee, they pushed for it. They said, you need to build new shit. It's it. Like you said, it is all corrupt. It is all stupid. I mean, now I live in Indianapolis when we back in the uh, crap. I have no idea. Uh, back when I was young, uh, so thirty years ago, uh, we had the Pan Am Games come to town, mm. which I don't even know what the hell they are. But they, I don't even know if they still like exist. A lesser Olympic Games, like it's a prequel to the Olympic Games, let's say. And I'm probably wrong about that, but we. Uh, to get that, like we had to build a skating rink and we had to build like a some sort of, you know, stadium, soccer, you know, stadium type thing. And I'm probably wrong about some of this shit. Like, but we built stuff that our city didn't have. And then they left. And then we had, I used to work at Pan Am Plaza and it was like this building and like it was this nice section of Indianapolis that we never would have had but we invested to impress these people. And then when they left, we still had, 
we as the city, like we still use the ice skating rink. It was there for years. And like, we never had that before downtown. And we didn't have like this nice plaza where they held concerts and all this shit. And so that was like one of those, it was kind of like, oh, I felt like it helped the city. The mm-hmm. fact we had this thing. Um, we also, when we had the Super Bowl, like they, they fixed up a bunch of city sidewalks and streets that it needed to be fixed for years but only for the like only on the ins and outs of town like right where you drove in at it got beautified and when you where you came in from different parts of you know from the, the airport the to lucas oil America. stadium yeah exactly it was gorgeous and they fixed up a bunch of stuff and i happened to live in the neighborhood that they built like a football um practice arena type thing and it helped like this poor school by me and so some crap like that happened and they fixed a bunch of the sidewalks so it was really nice i remember um reading about indianapolis getting the super bowl because it was big news because it hadn't been in a cold weather climate in forever because and this i thought was odd the big deal was lack of access to golf courses because that's written really? into the NFL contract that every, all the executives, everybody, they love to go golfing. So it's always held in warm weather climates because they go golfing and Indianapolis. I don't remember what they did, but they sort of poo pooed that like, yeah, don't worry about golf. Hey, look at this. Like they use the shiny object approach of, Every time they would ask about golf, um, they, they would get told like, oh, but we have this. And, and like, they would just not say, huh, you're not going to get to golf. But yeah, that was one thing that stands out to me is, is they really had to push the city as a whole because nobody was going to get the fart around on their links. They, they put a zip line through downtown. So that was fun. Oh, that actually <laughs> sounds kind of neat. Zip lining among uh, high rises. Yeah, it was, uh, it, it was, yeah, it wasn't as cool as it sounds. No. <laughs> it was all right. Because they didn't make it all Spider-Man dangerous. They made it as safe and, uh. Yeah, but yeah. it was fun. It was like you had to buy a ticket like three weeks in advance and be there to like, it was like, you know, we're Indianapolis, we ain't got to do. So like, oh, you can ride a zip line. Well, every family in the state of Indiana wanted to ride that zip line. Like you had to buy tickets way in advance and wait in line for hours. And it was, uh, it was a pretty, the zip line was a pretty big deal. I am going to do something I rarely do, which is go against South Park slightly because I enjoy the zip line episode of South Park. I thought it was funny, but I also went ziplining in Costa Rica and thought it was a blast. And so when they pegged it as being boring and stupid, I'm like, I'm still laughing at the episode, but the foundation was lost on me because like, I, I, I kind of liked it. I wouldn't, you know, hunt it out or want to do it repeatedly, but my experience was, it was kind of neat. So. Yeah. I have never, uh, I've never ziplined. I'm terrified of heights. I'm not going to be ziplining anytime soon through Costa Rica. Like, a donkey ride through the mountains of Costa Rica is more my speed. Oh, I, I enjoy heights. Um, I enjoy looking down. There's this footage, I believe it's called Nathan Timmel Idiot in Ecuador on YouTube. That's the title. And I went ziplining across a 
uh, a canyon in the Andes Mountains. I believe it's the Andes. And I was beyond high up. And you see the video and you can see me for all of five seconds. And then I'm this little speck. And Whoa. my wife is uh, filming. And even she says, she's like, you know, it's something, there's something odd about watching him through the camera that makes it feel less real. Because if I just look at the surroundings, I'm scared shitless for him because... <laughs> It, and the funny thing was, is I'm high up. I, like if this thing snaps or I fall, I am 100% dead. There is it. I am so high up. There is no way I would survive. And yet they still made me put the little tiny plastic helmet on, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> like th this is going to do nothing. This is, this is not going to save me. This is not going to prevent any sort of injury, but, uh, there is a, a park called Indiana Beach, and it's in the northern part of Indiana, and it's like a theme park, like a lesser Six Flags. Like Yeah, we have way. Adventureland here in Iowa. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, they have a ride, which is not, it's just a ski lift that runs around the park that you can like ride on and so we're like, oh, let's do that. And it's not that high up. You know, it's like 30 or 40 feet. But we go up and our kids are in the ones in front of us. And then we're back here with the small one. And there's just like a bar that comes across, but it doesn't like lock. It just yeah. like reminds you not to fall. Like if you fall forward, you're falling out of the motherfucker. Like there's no... um. And we get up and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is super, super dangerous. Like, <laughs> like if this cable snaps, like we're all falling 40 feet onto pavement. Yeah. Like, it's not like we're falling into the grass or into the water or onto some snow. Not that any of those would make it any better, but they're all better might than make pavement. it better. Like water might make it slightly better they're all better than pavement <laughs> and our kids are like turning around and waving we're like turn back around and hold on <laughs> right like, i was terrified like i was so scared that my kids were gonna fall out of that thing. and in the whole time you have ones coming towards you and there's ones with like three four-year-olds in them just like going around no adult like, I, you know, their parents right behind them or whatever. Yeah, like, like that's going to do any good. Oh, they yeah, start to was, fall. What's a parent going to do? Jump? I got gotcha. you. Yeah, there was nothing. I mean, me and uh, we were holding on to our youngest so tight that like we probably bruised our arms. <laughs> like it was that terrifying to me that she was going to just slip out of this thing. Now, meanwhile, um, we did go to a Six Flags in St. Louis last week. We took a family vacation and I took my son up in the uh, the spinny thing where you uh, you sit in basically what you described a chair. And I, I can't describe it any better than that. I think you, everyone's seen it, but it basically starts spinning, rotating, and then the, the chairs flail out and then it just goes up about, you know, five, six, seven stories and then you're just spinning and just looking and that's all it does. And you just look around, not, not whipping, but just, just a gentle spin. And uh, you get higher than the trees and you look down and you're like, holy shit. Yeah, this is pretty high. But like you said, it's only a bar, although it does lock. But if you wanted to get out of that thing, you absolutely could. It, it's, it, there'd be one hell of a way to commit suicide or have a kid that was not too with it go, yay, I want to take a look at and, and gone. Ugh. 
just terrifying to me. And and just as terrifying is every year older I get, I get more terrified. Like I'm like, you've realized like we're driving 70 miles an hour, four feet on each side of us from people who we wouldn't fucking talk to in a million years, trust with our children, <laughs> um, or even trust with our money, trust with our lives. But we are, we're like four feet away on both sides from two semis doing 70 miles an hour and just like, like, like life is like, like those dudes building those like weekend park rides. I saw some going down the road that were all folded. And I was like, man, the engineering that went in to making these rides that you can transfer from city to city. So they, like, not only do you have to design a ride, you have to design a ride that you can fold up yeah, and carry and then unfold and put, but you're putting in bolts and you're, you're putting in, you know, shit and people are human. And like, it only takes one day that that guy's having a bad day and fighting with his wife about when he's going to be home and how his paycheck hasn't hit while he's, you know, assembling the fucking chair ride. That your kid's getting ready to get on going at 40 miles an hour swinging around and he forgets that one bolt on your kid's chair oh well what repercussions do you have you can sue later that your kid got slammed into a wall at 100 miles an hour and snapped his neck and died like life is so terrifying i'm not letting my kids do anything i'm no. not we're not leaving the house <laughs> we're we're preppers now <laughs> Well, coronavirus must have been the best time in the world for you. Oh, I realized how terrifying life was. And yeah. I just had nothing better to do but search the internet. It kept you inside. Yeah, I hear you. Um, I, uh, oh, fuck. I had a, we we went, I have, I have two stories and we're really straying from the news, but who cares? That's the joy of this podcast as we go in whatever direction we want. Um, uh, there was a carnival, carnival like that uh, every 4th of July in Coralville, Iowa, which, I mean, when you think of Iowa, which you, no one ever does, you think of Des Moines or Iowa City. And th so this is a smaller, it's not the smallest, but basically, you know, it's a little carnival, not the best kept. Um, we went a couple times and it was just like, oh, this is horrible. This is like the stereotypical carny. And one guy was one year, the first stories, he was just wearing a shirt that said something like, uh, ask me about my wife and I'll say, fuck you. And I'm just like, this is a kid's. And he was doing a kid's. I'm just like, look at it. Like if I was a teenager, I would have thought that was funny. But as an adult with my daughter there, I'm just like, I really, you, I, okay. I know this is a carnival, but you have zero supervisors. You have no one saying, Hey, no fuck you t-shirt at the, at the kid's ride. But then my favorite part was, um, <laughs> walking through it one year and as we are walking out and that was the last year we went was was we went twice uh, like the second year we're like oh maybe it got better nope it didn't and we never went back but um <laughs> there was a big sign this doesn't have anything to do with the carnival i guess uh but coralville was going to have its fireworks show for the fourth of july and there was a big sign that said hey this year fireworks and lover boy and i'm like no so i quick got on my phone and looked and it wasn't like Loverboy cover band. It was actual Loverboy playing this tiny little 4th of July celebration. And I just felt so bad for them because they were so big in the 80s with their two or three songs. And I mean, Des Moines, sure, at least it's a big city. Cedar Rapids, you've heard of it. 
but for Loverboy to be playing this tiny little town in Iowa was like, you couldn't do any better than that all across America. You, could, you couldn't get Indianapolis. You couldn't get, I don't know, Cuyahoga Falls, someplace somewhere as heard of. How bad was your record contract that yeah. you didn't make enough money in the 80s to not have to do that? You know what I mean? Like, or is it one of those where it's it's like they just can't let it go? Well, even if you can't like, let it go, there's got to be a city. Fargo, at least people have heard of Fargo, but why are you playing Coralville? That's the thing that got me. I get dude, it. They're, they're playing... probably on the fair circuit. They probably make fat cash. They probably just go from fair to fair to fair to probably. fair to fair, making, you know, five grand divided by them. You know, they each make a grand a night. Yeah. And they just go county, shitty county fair to shitty county fair, just banging old lover boy fans behind the tilt-a-whirl <laughs> living it up <laughs> speaking of making money i just read uh, my buddy linked me to an article it's uh, the it was what happened to bruce willis um have you seen any him lately have you paid any attention to mr willis i have not you should look him up because he has just this a horrible string of straight to DVD or straight to streaming. Now, I guess it would be called movies. And you watch the trailer. He's in one right now with Megan Fox that it, it, it just looks like it shouldn't have been made. It's this, it, it just, it's supposed to be an FBI thriller, okay. but you know, Megan Fox is the FBI agent. And you're like, you know, you just can't buy it. But so is you want who's, is that who's dating Machine Gun Kelly? Yeah, and he's in the film also. He he plays a pimp, and it's just, it, it's absurd. Just uh, Midnight in the Switchgrass, I believe it's called. Everyone should look it up. Watch the trailer online for Midnight in the Switchgrass. And I only heard about it because I saw an article um, making fun of it, saying what, anyway, so I, I, my buddy linked me to this article, What Happened to Bruce Willis? And that motherfucker is the smartest guy in the world. Um, as his Armageddon days passed and his Sixth Sense days passed, you know, he, not getting 20 million a film, he hooked up with this guy that makes these schlocky straight to DVD, straight to streaming films. He gets paid a million dollars and is there. I read one, he was on set for a day for three hours. He's there for three days or he, he makes one a week sometimes like he can he can knock out five movies in five weeks get a million dollars for each movie for a couple days work what does he care if they suck he made five million dollars he could do that he could work one month out of the year pull in four million dollars and then just a million dollars for for several days of work so i was making not making fun of him but i was saying what happened to him He's a smart businessman. He doesn't give a fuck about Hollywood or the big blockbusters anymore. He just gets paid. Yeah, I don't. There's that fine line of, you know, protecting your art and then just being like, you know what? Fuck art. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm tired of, I want a Lamborghini. Like I would <laughs> like, I don't know. Like to me, Bruce Willis was, Okay, <clears throat> I'm going to share this with you. So, growing up, I was a huge Moonlighting fan when I was like in 6th, 7th grade. Yes, great show. 
loved moonlighting. Huge, huge, huge Bruce Willis fan. Yes. To me, he was the coolest dude of all. David Addison. He was the epitome of cool. And I loved his cool haircut. And my parents had card club one night. And so I was babysitting my brothers and I got out the clippers and gave myself a haircut to look like Bruce Willis. (laughs) And come to find out, like, that's not a haircut. That's a receding hairline. And I didn't know (laughs) what a receding hairline was. So I gave myself my own receding hairline and my parents got home they were shitty and the next day no it wasn't the next day because that was sunday monday my dad brings me to the barber shop and it was like fix his hair that was the worst part we had to go to church they were more (laughs) mad that they had to go to church with me looking like a fool and so my dad brings me to the barber shop this guy named mac who I went to my whole life as a kid, you know, like your hometown barber and sits me in the chair and he goes, what happened to your hair? And my dad's like, tell him, tell him. <laughs> and I was like, I tried to get my hair. My, I tried to look like Bruce Willis. I tried to get myself a haircut that looked like Bruce Willis and everyone in the place, all the men reading their playboy magazines, smoking their cigarettes, waiting for their haircut lost their shit like <laughs> laughed laughed at my face like i saw them years later and they'd be like hey it's bruce willis like, and uh oh they just made fun of me for ages for cutting my own hair into a receding hairline that's fan goddamn tastic i love that so much <laughs> and, and you got lucky because you still don't have a receding hairline Actually, I do. I just, oh, I just hide it well. You hide it well with that big, bushy Ted Kaczynski <laughs> hair yeah. and beard. Yeah, exactly. you could be a Unabomber. Yeah, that's why I have all these books behind me. I'm doing some study, and I'm gonna figure out how to <laughs> build something. All right, well, let's let's jump to another news story. Um, I uh, I don't know what you think of uh, the current president. I don't know what you think of the last one. I, it, we're, we, we generally don't uh, do partisan shit here, but uh, it will be interesting on August 13th when uh, President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris step down when they resign, because that is the proclamation by Mr. Pillowfella, the mustache king, who... Um, is holding a cyber symposium on August 13th, at which case, at which point he will present all the evidence he has of voter fraud, the election fraud uh, from 2020. And uh, yeah, he says, as soon as he releases all his evidence, they're going to step down. And what's funny is I wrote that down. And right after it happened, he canceled all his ads on Fox News. The, The story I read said he spends anywhere from five to eight to $19 million a year i heard 50 50 million wow i heard last year i heard last year he had spent 50 million dollars advertising on fox news and this year i believe he had spent like 15 yeah up to this point and now it's going to be zero because he wanted to promote this cyber symposium and the story i read said that he even did not put the words election fraud in that 
commercial because he was trying to toe the line for Fox because they're all getting sued for a billion dollars by Dominion. And uh, they said, we can't really advertise this. So he's pulled everything. Um, I guess my first thought is always, if you have all this evidence and he's been saying he has it now for several months, why are you setting a date months in the future or now it's only a few weeks in the future, but why not just release it all at once? Like call a, a, a news uh, conference, a press conference and say, here's the evidence. Joe Biden is a fraudulent president. What What's with the, you know, he's building it up like a rock concert. On this day, I'm finally going to release the Kraken. Uh, I mean, or Kraken, I forget what it is, but I, I, it's just absurd to me. Like, yeah, that guy, like, he, you're aware that like he's a for, a recovered cocaine addict right yes yes like that says everything you know what i mean like i don't know people like cocaine addicts are like a special breed of addict you know like there's different kinds of addicts like like you know heroin addicts like heroin addicts usually aren't like boisterous about their choice of drug they usually aren't like like the coke heads i know are like usually really brash um talk like even if they aren't on coke they're a mile a minute and have a bunch of attitude like i was gonna say he seems like he's on coke today half the time mr pillow fella does i think it changes you after you do enough i don't know you know drugs do affect you like, you know what I mean? As, as someone who's done a lot of stupid shit, I, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it, I didn't always look like this. Like, <laughs> they have effects on you. No, you used to look like Bruce Willis. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Yeah, I think that guy's uh, absolute lunatic. And um, I can't believe that my pillows bring in that much damn money. Like, I Yes. Like, how many people are there in the U.S.? How many pillows are there? Like, it seems like it would be like, oh, he sold fifty million. Like, if you were like, oh, he sold fifty million dollars worth of pillows in in the My Pillow lifetime, I'd be like, oh, I can see fifty million people buying a pillow, but not enough people that he has fifty million dollar a year advertising budget that it's bringing him in obviously a hundred million dollars a year from viewers or why would you spend 50 million dollars i am looking right now because you got me curious um so wow okay it's it's not just my pillows but i'm looking right now there's my pillow premium bed pillow 69 dollars and 98 cents i do not know what your average pillow costs but 70 dollars seems a bit much for a pillow. Oh, I just clicked on his website. Um, no, thank you. Get the advertising off. So my pillow premiums, regular price, $69.98, now $29.98 with promo code. So I don't know. He's got a towel, six-piece my pillow towel set, regular price, $109.99, now $44.98. I mean, I don't know. I've never been to his website before. Maybe he has these sales running nonstop. But um, maybe he's trying to move product because 
uh, of the slowdown. I know that his product got yanked from Bed Bath and Beyond and Kohl's, I believe it was. Like, I, I believe there is a sales slowdown. But even if you are trying to support him because you believe in him and you believe in Trump and all that, and, and there were 74 million people that voted for, for, for Trump. And, but how many of those 74 million people are going to go, God damn it, my pillow fella needs support. So uh, let's drop 30 bucks on a pillow. How many times are they going to do that? Right. But it, it does, in a way, answer your question. Say a million people, it, it doesn't, I, no, I take that back. It, it, it sort of starts to not answer your question, but shape it. Because say 5 million people buy his pillow once at 30 bucks. Okay, that's a big chunk. But again, like you said, over time, how many people are replacing these pillows or buying a right. $60 or $30 pillow a year? I would think it would be like a limited... Uh... I don't know, man. It's crazy to me how much people spend on advertising like there's big money and like i don't know it's crazy to me well we were talking we were talking uh like the election results which you know by the way like was there election fraud like i believe there's always some sort of election fraud somewhere but is that an like the amount of wide scale fraud that it would take involves too many players. And then there's just too many chances of mistakes and somebody coming forward or, yeah. or messing up. Like, well, in the election fraud that there usually is, they always get busted. It's usually one person that voted for his wife on his wife's behalf, even though they're divorced. I'm just using a case I heard of, but they, right. it's usually one or two people and they usually get busted. Yeah. Like you would need hundreds of thousands of. I don't know. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. Like, hey, I didn't like when Trump won. Like, I'll be honest, I didn't yeah. want him to win. But guess what? I didn't want Hillary either. I didn't want either of them to win. I thought we were all losing no matter who won the goddamn thing. So whatever. Like, do I want Biden? No, no more than I want Trump. Like, I don't like either. I don't like any of the options you're giving me. You're just giving me which pile of crap do I want to deal with more? Like, would I rather deal with for the next four years? You aren't giving me any good options whatsoever. Like, I'm not happy about that. But I just, I deal with it. Like, we have not, my family, we have a lake house. That's how, that's how, that's how well we're doing. We have a house we go to just to be by a lake. And the people up there, just with tons of kids everywhere, just wearing fuck Biden t-shirts, flying fuck Biden flags, flying fuck you if you voted for him flags, like fuck Biden and fuck you if you voted for him t-shirts, just out in the streets, walking around with my kids. That's like, I never, I never saw a go fuck yourself Trump shirt. Like I never saw people, but I saw like at least 10 different people with flags flying from their boat. Fuck Biden. Fuck you. If you voted for him, like, it's like, okay, I get that. You don't like the result, but like, why is my kid got to read, go fuck yourself on your flag. My kid didn't vote for him. My kid's not old enough to fucking vote. Like, but he's got to look at your fucking hillbilly t-shirt. Jesus, get over it. 
I, and, four and, more years and then Trump will be back in office. Just chill the fuck out. <laughs> or or August 13th and he'll be back in office. <laughs> that's the that's the conspiracy shit I love. It's like, oh, this was all like part of QAnon. And then it's like, oh, well, that didn't come true. Well, this didn't come true. Well, this didn't come true. Like, at what point do you go, you know what? Maybe my theories were wrong. Like, I'm a conspiracy theorist. I've watched Tower 9 fall 9,000 times from three different angles, like at three o'clock in the morning, way too high. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm as big a conspiracy theorist as the next, but eventually you got to just be like, well, there's some shit we're just never going to know and you just got to go on with. Like, get over yourselves. Yeah. Um Oh, shit. I had a thought, then I lost it. Or was uh, it Tower 7? I don't fuck. know. One of those. I, oh, I yeah. Uh, my thought was that we could use this to segue into our uh, final news topic as we get closer to the end of an hour. Uh, we got a couple minutes left. But uh, conspiracy theories. Um, I had read this a while ago, but I forgot it. But he was back in the news. Uh, the idea that one, there are 12 people roughly and this is that's i thought scary uh there are roughly a dozen people they say who are involved in the anti-vaccination movement and they're so good at it that they they get all the conspiracy theories all the vaccinations cause autism or all the vaccinations will do this to you see conspiracy theory that's what made me think of it um but joseph mercola is one of the big uh heavy hitters and he's been around forever he's a discredited physician but, oh, that was my other thought. Yeah, um, the QAnon, yeah. yeah so, okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm stammering because I have too many thoughts going on in my head. You, you said, at what point do you just realize, give up and say, um, I listened to a podcast uh, where someone spent the better part of a year repeatedly interviewing a member of QAnon who did what you just described. Okay, on this date, this is going to happen. And they went back you know, start, say, start with January 6th. On January 6th, Congress will decertify the results and Trump will remain president. Didn't happen. Okay, the next one is January 20th when he's supposed to be sworn, when Biden's supposed to be sworn in. Didn't happen. And they kept kicking the can down the road to the very next thing. Now it's August 13th. And it made me think of, um, and forgive uh, all my religious listeners, all of other, it made me think of Christians in the rapture because, the entire time I've been alive, the rapture is right around the corner. You better right. get right by Jesus because uh, uh, hellfire is coming. And you look back over history and not just my lifetime, but everybody's lifetime. Since the advent of Christianity, it's been right around the corner. It's, it's happening. So you better get right by Jesus. A and at some point, you just got to say, really? I mean, why is... 2022 different from 1980 different from 1954 different from eight like every other time the rapture was supposed to happen right um so that was one thought and then my other thought was like you said conspiracy theories the amount of misinformation that's out there on vaccinations cole beasley from the bills said i don't like the fact they're withholding information from us and you look at it like there's there's nothing being withheld Everything that's in every vaccination is out there. All you have to do is look it up. And yet there are 12 people cashing in. I have a buddy that's an anti-vaxxer. I have a couple. Uh, but he's he once linked me to Hand to Christ, 
$75 healing crystals sold by this Joseph Mercola guy. And he thought that was a better option than getting a vaccination. And it's just funny and frightening that as people, that's how stupid we are. 12 people can spread enough misinformation that just, they, they said this guy released an article that uh, eventually hit over 400,000 views on Facebook. I mean, once bad yeah, information's out there. it got taken down. <laughs> yeah, but it just, it, it just keeps, they just keep rolling. They just keep spreading. They just keep, and that's in a way why we're fucked as a species <laughs> because we keep buying it. Yeah, I definitely, I mean, when I had my first child, I did a ton of vaccination research, like obsessive amounts of vaccination research, just talking to my own, our own doctor, reading online, like reading experiences, you know, I had you know, friends whose kids had autism who swear it was caused by the vaccines they got. Um, and that's the thing. Like, you don't you don't know where the source came from, like, 99% of the time. Like, you can only read what you think are, like, qualified journals and stuff like that. But it's the qualified journals that, like, you have to pay to read. Yeah. Like, you can't. Like the the information you really want to access isn't available to you. All you get in your Google search is sensational journalism. You don't get like actual peer-reviewed articles and shit that you really want to read about. Forgive me um, for interrupting, but I did see a story, and I'm not trying to shit on anybody's favorite news source, but I did see a story once that said, isn't it funny that uh, New York Times is behind a firewall and Fox News is free constantly? I mean... Yeah, exactly. So, and, and I, we ended up doing like a spread out vaccine schedule, kind of like, instead of getting a bunch at once, like yeah. you got it spread out over time. And later on, like not, it wasn't, it was probably two years after they wanted us to get it done, but, um, so I mean I'm I'm leery about vaccines, but I'm fuck vaccinated. My son's vaccinated now. Like I, like at some point you have to put the greater good of the human race before your own personal whatever bullshit you believe in. Like you, ha- like you eventually have to put some faith in something. And I'm gonna go with the dude who has like 19 degrees, <laughs> yeah. and say that he probably knows more shit than I do. And I'm going to, I'm going to go with him on this. So if I'm wrong and like me and my kid die two years from now because of this vaccine, then, Hey, I made it two years longer than I probably would have had I gotten COVID because I'm not a healthy person. Like, (laughs) Oh my, I hear you. And here, here's a thought I had maybe yesterday or the day before. I swallowed a burp there. That was the pause. Um, <laughs> my thought was, regardless of where anyone stands politically, you can, well, actually, let, let me expand on it. Uh, I was going to use Obama, but let's use both. Um, say you're conservative. 
okay, George Bush Jr. got the vaccination. Say you're Democrat or liberal. Obama got the vaccination. Who is on this planet more important? Uh, Goober in the trailer park or a former president? Now, if you really want to get deep into conspiracy theories, you could go insane and say, oh, they just got injected with saline or something to make it look good. But the reality, reality of it is you wouldn't be injecting Junior or Obama with an unsafe vaccination, which is why they went out and got the vaccination publicly up front. Like, hey, this is a good idea. You're not going to stick ex-world leaders with bullshit. But then again, I just had the thought like, well, it's probably saline solution, but it, people will always come up with an excuse. <laughs> but yeah, at some point, you just like you said, you have to give in and say, this might be a good idea. And I mean, let's, there's money in keeping you alive. Like, like if the pharmaceutical companies are like injecting you with some shit that's fucking you up or something like, yeah, there's going to be a major class action lawsuit and everybody's, those pharmaceutical companies will know Pfizer will no longer exist because everyone who got this stupid vaccine or died from it their families will reap benefits for ages. Like, I mean, there's no money. Like, why would they put out something that is a piece of shit? I, you know, like if you're, I believe people are trying to help people. Like, I believe that people want to help people. And if they can make money while doing it, then I don't know. Well, there's something, uh, Jake, the guy that's getting married, uh, points out that, okay. Uh, say that your theories are right. Lizard people run the government uh, from from, you know, uh, basement uh, dwellings and they, they control us all through their mind powers. They what you just said, they want us out there earning for them. If they control everything, if, if they are the ones pulling the strings, they don't want us dead or in our houses for covid. They want us out working to death so that they get more money. These lizard right. people. So it makes no sense for them to. It just kicked out. Oh, my water heater just kicked on. I think that's a sign because the we are bumping up on we're we're almost at an hour. So, um, before I get too much uh, background noise from the water heater, Jeff, thank you so much for joining uh, me today. Thanks for having me. This Appreciate was fun. It. Always good talking to you. Yeah, I, I loved where the uh, the conversation went. As set up front, Jeff can be found on Twitter and all sorts of social media, Instagram and and Facebook. O-S-K-A-Y, Jeff Oske. Uh, I can be found at NathanTimmel.com. Uh, my book, We Are 100, can be found on Amazon. And if you like the podcast, tell your friends and write nice reviews. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Catch you next week. Bye.